Well, welcome to The Thinking Tree, a podcast to help believers renew their minds and reform their hearts. I'm Adam Sanchez. And I'm Jeff No. And today we are talking about parenting the grade school years and gospelizing. Okay, we're back with our lovely wives. Still here. Still Hi. here, yep. You can tell that we batch record our episodes. <laughs> the secret is out. We meet and we talk and it's good. Uh, so we've had a great time uh, recording these. So today, in this episode, we are talking about gospelizing. Now, that's not a common term. I recognize that. It's mm-hmm. not one that's used a lot, but there there are some. Um, I don't won't go into a nerdy history lesson, but the word is not even more than 50 years old, which is pretty, pretty wild. Mm. But here's the idea behind gospelizing before I even ask the question. To gospelize is essentially to bring the gospel in a consistent and clear manner by your life. So that's going to include your deeds and your words. So it's bringing the gospel. So it's more than just professing your faith. It's more than evangelism. And it's really more in line with discipleship, but it's it's not just discipleship. Mm. So I would even say that to gospelize is a better word to describe Matthew's Matthew 28's exhortation to mm-hmm. believers to go therefore and baptize and teach. Mm-hmm. That is to gospelize, mm. not just to evangelize. Right. Because somebody can hear, but then that's not teaching them to obey. Right. All that I've commanded, which is what Jesus said. So you need either both evangelism and discipleship, or you can be really cool and trendy and use the word gospelize. So with You're that, so trendy. With that, I know it's so, it's so not trendy. So it's cringeworthy. With that being said, here is the question for for this episode: How can Christian parents approach gospelizing their children in grade school? So with the 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 dynamic I just shared of gospelizing being word and deed and consistently uh, seen and how you live and what you talk about, it, it's this connotation of bringing the gospel to everything. So whether we eat or drink, do all to the glory of God and gospelize, bring the gospel. Uh, so scripture talks about that. First Corinthians ten thirty one, uh, mm. Colossians three seventeen. So scripture is clear also about parents doing this with their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, Jeff Steele recently uh, deliver a sermon from the pulpit and he was emphasizing the importance of parents passing on Mm. godly principles to their children. We read it to her in our call to worship. Uh, So Deuteronomy 6 and Deuteronomy 11 speak about parents walking with, or really the the older generation walking with the younger generation, whether they're rising up, walking around, lying down, sitting in the house to talk about things that are true Mm -hmm. and really bring that next generation uh, to understand what truth is. And we should, it, it does need to be said, we can't gloss over it, that children are by nature sinners. Yes. Mm-hmm. That we are all sinners by nature from the womb. Every yeah. parent knows that by now. Uh, they should, right? <laughs> but sometimes we can wrestle with, well, Month is my one. child, like, right, can right, they right. be saved without a profession of faith? Um, and, and that's, I think, a discussion for another time about is there an age of accountability or things like that? Ooh. Not for tonight. Mm. Um, but but for, for us, it is important to recognize our children do need the gospel. They yeah. are sinners who do need a savior. And so we need to be the ones as parents who are saved to be, to be diligent to bring the gospel to our children. Well, so can I, can I go back to, yeah. cause you mentioned De- Deuteronomy six and 11. Yeah. Those are such, there's such beauty in those passages and they're so foundational because you know, the, the Deuteronomy six begins with these things need to be on your heart. Right. If you're going to mm-hmm. teach others, mm-hmm. it starts with it's on your heart, right? These words must be on your own heart. And then it uses the word diligent. Then you must teach mm-hmm. these things diligently. So it starts with you as the parent 
And then it requires diligence. That means it requires consistent work on your part to share those things. And then at all times, as you mentioned, in all different, when when he says, you know, from lying down to rising up, Mm -hmm. he means all day long. Everything. And then then the, the interesting addition to bind these words in noticeable places. Now, you know, you can take a different position on hand and forehead, but on your doorposts and your gates. Mm. Bind these words on noticeable places. Keep them in front of you. That's our role as parents. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could stop there. Uh, let's. But pray. we need to discuss. <laughs> no, let's pray. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. really good, Jeff. Thanks for that reminder. So let's talk about the dangers of our own expectations when we are gospelizing. So when we're bringing the gospel to bear, when whether we're you know speaking of it or we're trying to model it, what are some of the dangers that parents can have in their own expectations? Well, I think some just struggle with the concept that their child's a sinner. Mm-hmm. I just know parents that just can't get their mind around the fact that my child, my perfect, beautiful, little <laughs> bubbling baby and, and little child is a sinner. Um, even though they sin blatantly in front of us, understanding the wickedness of their heart, some parents are in denial about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you are in denial about whether your child is a sinner, then you are never gonna talk about their sin. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna lead them to a place of confession and repentance and brokenness. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna gloss right past it to Jesus loves you and Jesus loves me. And right. we're just mm-hmm. not gonna talk mm-hmm. about the ugly part. No um, bad so news. We, have to be, we have to be willing to accept that our children are sinners, see it that way. Um, but not um, not take it all. It's not on our shoulders to save our children, mm. even though they're sinners, and we don't want them to go to heaven. We want we don't want them to go to hell. We want them to go to heaven. We want them to be it, spend eternity with Christ. It's not on our shoulders to make that happen. We are yeah. to be faithful. We are to teach the word diligently. Yeah. We are to live it. We are to model it. But salvation is ultimately an act of the Lord. Right. Yeah. And we can pray. So we have Mm -hmm. to be praying towards that end and asking for the Lord to save our child and to, you know, open their eyes and soften their hearts and bring them to repentance. But um, it's not our responsibility on our shoulders for salvation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think even to piggyback off of what Tanya just said, I think one of the difficulties is there's too many voices. We have so many voices telling us how to parent, um, whether that's other parents or that's just I mean, modern parenting philosophy and psychology. They're redefining stuff. Do you know that, that lying is a developmental uh, stage now? Oh, it's wow. not even sin. That's just, Whoa. and a child has to do that in order for their brain to develop. That's oh, wow. literally a and parenting. you're supposed to let them. Yes, you recognize Whoa. that it's happening, let it, because they need, oh, it I've just- I've never heard that. So, so there's, be careful, <laughs> too many voices. We're just talking difficulties, mm-hmm. right? Not yet guidelines. Yeah. I almost jumped to there. Yeah. Be careful who you're listening to, mm-hmm. who is on your Instagram mm-hmm. feed, who is in your earphones and on the TV. And as you're, as you're who's filling you up as a parent? What, what are you in taking in? Um, Cause there's a lot of voices. Um, I know that um, personally one just so confronted, that difficulty I'm confronted with is um, hypocrisy. Mm. <laughs> It's really um, ironic to to yell to your children to calm down or be nice, you know, and you find right. yourself in those situations. And so you can think, well, I can't say anything because I'm terrible. Um, or on the other side, just ignore your own terribleness. I think there is your 
in gospelizing your children, you're confronted with your own sinful heart mm-hmm. so frequently. Um, and that is that can be a difficulty in a lot of different ways. Um, I think it's really easy to say, don't just, uh, don't just address the behavior, address the heart. I think it's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to do. The yeah. behavior is what you see. The behavior is what's measured. You feel successful when the behavior is good. Mm. Um, the heart... It, we can't see the heart. We don't understand the heart. We're trying to talk to it in grade school years. They don't really understand. Right. You know, you're trying to talk about the heart and then they start talking about something else and you're like, whoa, yeah. the attention. We're, what, what, is that what we're talking about yeah. right, right now? Like, Why did you do that? Like, right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Squirrel. Yeah. I don't know. So short attention spans, I think, right. um, are a difficulty. Um, yeah. And we're in unique because we have lower elementary and upper elementary. So I feel like I'm doing whiplash because they're both very different people mm-hmm. in very right. different places. Yeah, one but, kid saying, where is my soul? And the other saying, "Why is this bad?" No, Zion literally asked me, "Where is his soul?" And I oh, said, wow. "It's it's like our location. Inner, it's our oh, inner man." Yeah. But he's like, "It's in my body, but where in my body?" Yeah, I want you to show it to me. <laughs> wow. Where wow. is it? Here in my yeah. arm? Is it? I was like, "Oh man, I was not expecting to have this conversation <laughs> at six forty-five a.m." <laughs> <Wow. laughs> um, but then also just. But he doesn't all, just to clarify. He does not always ask questions right. like that. <laughs> no. Like most of the time, he's he's making some also ridiculous knock knock joke. Making a fart <laughs> right, noise. Right. Really, right. Yeah. Right. Just, exactly. Yeah. It's all it's all over the place. It's all he's over. deep and shallow always. Back <laughs> yep. and forth. Back yep. and forth. Um, but the other one that I've been running into recently too, in terms of difficulty, is even if I feel like I'm doing it right, quote unquote, and walking through the steps, is even leaving room for the Holy Spirit. Hmm. I just want to insist, you know what's right, do what's right. You know what's expected of you, you can do it. Um, and so waiting too. So there's a gospelizing where there's an instruction and then there is a giving room for the Holy Spirit to work. And that is a art that I have not mastered yet. Mm. Mm. I'll never master it, but yeah. it's really befuddling me right now. I heard an interview with a woman one time, this is kind of off the topic of this, but this woman was a very successful person and she had siblings and they were all super successful, like Olympic winners and doctors and PhDs. I mean, all of the siblings, all of them. And so this interviewer said, what was the secret? Why did, how did your parents raise five super successful, super, super successful people? And she said, by celebrating failures. Mm. My dad Mm. was big on celebrating failures. So she said, when we try out for a team and we didn't make it, he'd literally throw us a party. (laughs) That's great because you tried something. I did not have that. You were willing to try that, you know, or you didn't, you you took an AP class. So you stretched yourself and you Mm. didn't do as well as you would have done if you'd not, but we're going to celebrate the C in an AP Mm. because you tried something. Mm -hmm. So he didn't, he just took the fear and the, the shame out of, failure mm. and celebrated successes mm. and c- celebrated failures. Um, and I think in this, when it comes to our children and their behavior, if we were to look at it that way, if mm. we were to say, hey, that failure gives me opportunity to gospelize. Mm. That mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. need that I have to go in there and discipline my child means I get uninterrupted time to present the gospel, pray with them, mm-hmm. work through repentance, mm-hmm. talk about those things rather than going, oh, man, they did it again. And we get upset and we judge ourselves, we judge our child based mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. failures as a negative instead of seeing the negative or the failures as an opportunity mm. to teach. I think our mindset would be very different. And we don't want to go, woohoo, 
what you sinned, but we also, right, right, right. but secretly, we'll the party for the sin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> secretly we can say, okay, Lord, you're giving me it. You're, yeah. Here's the opportunity. Yes. You just presented really it good. to me yes. clear as a day. Yeah. They disobeyed. The, here we go, you know? Yeah. But that, that takes intentional hard work. Mm-hmm. Right, that's not something you just and and as we all know, we're busy as parents. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, but but wow, that's that is a beautiful picture. Uh, so, I my advice to parents would be: don't be discouraged in your gospelizing. Your kids are sinners; they're going to have setbacks. They're going to do things. Where you're going to make it's going to make you shake your head. Like, mm. <laughs> how, how, did, how did how did this happen? Right, uh, but but keep showing them the way. Right, keep that. To me, that's the key. I look at Malachi too. This great promise that we have. Uh, where God says, here's why I, I hate adultery and divorce because I desire godly offspring because God works through, he works through family lines. He works through generations. And, and so if you are, if, if the words of the Lord are on your heart mm-hmm. and you're living that mm-hmm. example um, and you continue to do that, you keep striving, trusting God's sovereignty because we can't, we mm-hmm. can't fix everything. Keep setting that example. As Paul says, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. That's what you want to be mm-hmm. as a parent. Um, those failures, those sins that the kids stumble into then become awesome gospelizing opportunities. But listen, if, if, if you're, imagine a scenario though where parents are not faithful, where, they're, where mm. they themselves are setting a poor example. Mm-hmm. Now the child falls into sin and what, is it, what does the parent do? Runs in, spanks or disciplines. And the kid's like, kids are hypocrisy meters. Yeah, now they're, they're like, gonna hide yeah. it. hold yeah. on a second. Yeah. <laughs> Things hold aren't that. adding up here. Mm-hmm. So it, man, it's, it's more complex than you might imagine, but it starts with you being that example in the home and you saying, I'm gonna set that pace. And then I'm going to parent from that point forward and I'm going to deal with the failures and, and shepherd the heart in that process and say, this is where we come back to. Mm, that's good. So yeah. yeah, so Jeff, you're pivoting to to our encouragements here. So let's stick on on that road now. Um, you know, because you'd even said earlier when you were talking about Deuteronomy 6 and 11, that it starts with your own heart mm-hmm. and, and to be focused on your own understanding of the gospel. Like we can't give something that we don't have. Right. right. So right. If we're not thinking about, is this a gospel opportunity? Like Tanya is mentioning, if we're not thinking about this reveals my own heart, like mm-hmm. Jess was saying, then man, we're not going to be able to give anything to our kids. Right. We're just yeah. going to say, you yeah. need to do this. You need to be this. You need to. And now we're focusing on moralism. We're focusing just yeah. a legalistic understanding yes. of the right. gospel, right. which is not gospelizing right. gospel. The gospel, is grace, but it is grace with a response. Mm. So it's thankfulness that then has a response of gratitude in obedience. Like that that does come with it. Mm. But that's the response to the grace. The, it's not do the right thing and then the grace comes. It's that you failed. Yeah. And so looking at everything is an opportunity with our kids. Every time a failure, I've heard that story before, Tan. I love that story because it opens the avenue for you to talk to your child about mm-hmm. failure. So often I, I do think that as parents, we don't like to talk about it. It's uncomfortable. I, and most people that I know, whether I'm walking with them in life or, or whatnot, they don't like to talk about their failures. They don't like to talk about what didn't work. Right. The, very like, oh, right. you know, ashamed of it. Right. They want to present right. the right. you know it's strong self. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you get to actually talk about, hey, this sucked. This was terrible. This was yeah. awful. I didn't do well here. Well, now you get to actually talk about what's real yeah. and say, okay, so what was going on? Oh, you know, I was really valuing people's opinions or, mm-hmm. you know, I really wanted to just seem like I had it all put together. And now you're getting to some root issues that you can walk with a person in. Uh, and we want to do that with our kids. Mm-hmm. And if we can see it now when they're younger, grade right. school, I, I do think there's a lot of revealing of the heart in the grade school years. Tanya, when we were in the episode of extracurriculars, you were talking about how, um, or friendship, sorry, 
we were, you were talking about how, you know, asking a child questions about why do you want to be friends yeah. with a person and what does that reveal about the child? And that, I think that's, that's super helpful so you can understand your child's desires and now you can see, okay, they're going to struggle right. when they really want the cool friend right. or they really want the cool outfit and right. stuff. Yeah. Well, now don't be mad when those things rear up right. and there's right. a you know, really simple response mm. and say, okay, now I have an opportunity. Now mm-hmm. I can step forward. So I want to hear from you guys. What are your what are your encouragements and principles? And Jeff, you can still go again, even though you already <laughs> <laughs> let us into this one. Nope, nope. Uh, but what are some encouragements and principles as you're thinking about gospelizing grade school kids? Well, you got to be in the Word every day. Yeah. As a parent, you will not know the Word if you're not reading and focused and meditating on the Word. So you need to be in the Word every day. Yeah. And I know Full most stop. parents will say, I can't and I don't have time. You have to make time because you're responsible for teaching these children. This is yep. not just you anymore. Um, for me, di- you know, daily devotion time was difficult at best, um, very inconsistent <laughs> until I had children. And I realized, oh my word, I have to teach these kids that I do not know this well enough. I have to know this better. Um, and it was the catalyst that prompted me. So if you're not willing to do it for yourself, be willing to do it for your kids so that you mm. can teach them well. So you mm. need to be in the word every day. Um, and and then I would say too, that there's never going to be a good time or a natural time for you to start doing this. So don't say, I'm going to wait until they're five and no. they can logically talk this through with me, or I'm going to wait until they're 10, because I think 10 is the right age to really talk about salvation or whatever. Um, if you start when they are infants in the mm-hmm. cradle mm-hmm. and start talking to them, the conversations will obviously fall on deaf, babbling ears. Mm. They don't get it, but you're practicing how to present the gospel yeah, for yes. every yes. Yeah, for practice. you, yeah. for you. And if you're not doing it consistently when they're four, you're going to say, uh, 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 "Um, <laughs> yep. what? Uh, yep. where's your soul? Um, yep. we haven't talked." You know, yep. so you have to be talking about it along the way, so it, it's part of your vernacular, and your kid doesn't go wait. Where'd that come from? Like you've never said that before. Right, right. Like it needs. There's never going to be a good time to start. So start immediately. And if you are, you have a 12 year old and you haven't started yet, start today, because there's yeah. never going to be a good time to start. And you can apologize to your child and say, you know what? I'm sorry I wasn't faithful enough in your younger years. And I'm going to start talking about God a lot more because we need Him. You mm, need Him, and so I good. need yeah. Him. You know, yeah. it's really good. Today is the day. Yep. Mm. Never too late. Yep. Um, I think I appreciate Jeff bringing up the Deuteronomy 6 passage, which we all kind of are like, yeah, 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 this, this. But I was, um, even with some of our our ladies on the ladies retreat, even in the beginning part of Deuteronomy, so verse two, before you even get to the famous ones where he's talking about it's it's for you. Mm -hmm. It's for you Mm -hmm. and for your son and your grandson. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just the reminder that it's for, it's for you. You need it. It's good for you. And that's how all of it starts. Even it's that you, um, preaching the gospel to yourself right. and preaching the gospel to yourself out loud so that the children can hear you preaching the gospel to yourself. I think I mentioned this in an earlier episode of just thinking, mm. just 
narrating the world for them yeah. and making sure that it's a godly narration of what's happening for them. And, and because the kids see, mm-hmm. they know. A couple of weeks ago, I went, I had a difficult interaction that I couldn't shake and it was emotionally weighing on me. For, and my daughter noticed and she's mm-hmm. like, are you okay, mommy? Like, what's going on? I also snapped at them because of that. And I had to apologize and repent and ask for forgiveness. And then it was still hanging on to me. She know mm-hmm. hours later, she's like, I'm like, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm struggling to think rightly and I need God to help me and I'm, I'm drawing comfort from the Lord and I'm, fi- I'm fighting through this. So she got to see me do without spilling any of the details for her that's unnecessary for her to, sh- to um, carry, but she was able to see, I didn't hide that, you know? Um, I'm also in this, the transition from when they were their little littles to now in the grade school um, in terms of having that time in the word I felt like when they were smaller, it was always when they were gone. Like I got to wake up early before they're awake mm-hmm. and do it. And oh, it's nap time. Now I can read the Bible. Um, but now I'm recognizing I want my children to develop quiet times too, which means I need to do it where they can see me do it. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not hiding in my prayer closet anymore. Mm-hmm. I need to do it on the kitchen table and at the counter and leave my Bible out when I'm done so that they can see that I've been reading God's word too. And so um, it is an, an adjustment in terms of even my own um, personal walk um, and then just talking to them. I think that the gospel comes up really naturally easily if we're looking for it in all kinds of conversations Mm -hmm. and applies Mm -hmm. to all like their own heart and then also just interacting with the world and and to simplify it for them in an age appropriate way. I mean, the number of opportunities I've had to talk with my kids about LGBTQIA issues, especially June when the flag was everywhere and we got to talk about the flag. Mm-hmm. And um, for those of us, those you know, our son has had long hair until just this last summer. So people saying, well, he's a girl, you know, someone called me a girl. And so we have a good conversation about mm-hmm. does having long hair make you a girl? Like what makes you a girl? What makes you a boy? Talking about those really based things or even with my daughter. I mean, it's all over the cartoons. If you're really not going to watch any cartoon with any of it, which some parents take that stance, you not going to watch anything, mm. um, which is fine. That's a valid option also. But just seeing it come up with my daughter and just addressing it head on. Hey, did you notice that? There's two moms there. What, why do you, what do you think of that? What does God's word say about that? What is God's design for things? Like it's, it is literally everywhere mm-hmm. all the right, time. Right, There's no right. lack of opportunity to talk about the things, right. but you have to be, you have to go there. Mm-hmm. You have to bring it up. They're noticing it. They're noticing. So as they know, pay attention to them noticing those things and then opportunity, opportunity to opportunity for all of those gospel conversations. Right. Wow, that's good. And it, it really kind of attacks our selfishness too as a parent. I think that, you know, <laughs> How, how you know we put the show on and we just want to like go get our phone yeah. or go get our book <laughs> yeah. or go take a shower. Get the quiet and moment. And we're not, yeah. you, you need to be present with your children to be yeah. able to gospelize them because you need to hear what did they just hear? What did they just see? And if you're not present, you're missing all that. And by nature of them going away to school, you're going to miss a big chunk of their day every mm-hmm. day. So you have to be good at asking questions when they come home and, and, and sharing things with them. But really as a parent, just we have to die to self I mean, aren't we supposed to do that every day, all day long? And anyways, but I've heard that. truly need to do that with, with when you have kids that are sponges and they're at this age of grade school, they're taking it all in and you need to take it all in with them and so that you can correctly speak. Yeah. That's good. 
are we giving encouragements? Encouragements? We're, I mean, we're in the we're in that section. Okay. Yeah. All right. I know. I lost track of our outline again. I always no, we're do, at the I end. So do that. We're, we're I'm wrapping so sorry. up. These are okay. the last okay. thoughts. Okay. Oh. I have a last thought. I have a last thought. Um, <laughs> when from that transition, right, of when they're little to the grade school area, it's going to get harder. Oh yeah. Like we think yeah. being up all night is as hard as it's going to get. And that's right. hard. That's hard. Okay. Right. I don't want, I don't yeah. want to downplay yeah. it. It's right. very hard. Right. Um, it's going to get, it gets harder because now, yeah, all the times that we want to slip away are the moments we're missing for those gospelizing conversations. So that was, I wanted that to be my encouragement. It's going to get harder. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good thing. It's supposed to get harder. Each test is supposed to get harder. Each grade of math <laughs> Yeah. Was supposed to get harder, isn't it? It's, it's when we growth. it's called growth, right? <laughs> it's that the you you rely upon the Lord and see victory in that stage, and then the next stage is harder. And God gives the grace to be able to do that, and in a very real way, you're building up those muscles. Something we talked to my kids about. We're talking about self control and talking about delaying self control, having self control, and delaying gratification for a snack is going to build a muscle of self control. And one day, when you're a big grown adult and you have the opportunity to take something that's not yours, you're going to have that muscle of self-control and you're going to be able to do that's harder than this. And so practice here, but don't be afraid when it gets harder. I when a lot of Christians were really discouraged when there's still sin or when something is still hard. Don't be discouraged. That's the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to get harder, but Lord willing, if you're leaning into the Lord and building those spiritual muscles, You'll be ready. You'll be right. ready for that next challenge. Right. The spirit, you already know that God is faithful to pull you through right. that. You'll be ready for the next challenge. And that's, it's a marathon. Right. This is just one step. Mm-hmm. You, you finished the last lap. Here's the next lap. Right. Lean into it. This is what the Lord has for you. It's possible to do it, to do it well. Um, not on your own strength though. Amen. Lean in and don't be afraid of the hard. Hard's not right. the same thing as bad. Right. That's right. good. I want to underscore what Tanya said earlier too about um, not not being ashamed or afraid to step forward today. Mm-hmm. If right. you haven't done it, right. if it hasn't been the norm, if it, if it is not your, you, you think it's your strength or your wheelhouse and you're looking at it going, this is very daunting. I don't know how to talk to my kid. Maybe they're even a little older now. Um, don't, don't listen to the lie mm-hmm. that says you can't. Right. Don't right. listen to the lie that or says you late. won't be good or that it's too late. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, salvation is the Lord's. And he's the one who gives faith. Faith is a gift. And so our job is not to focus so much on the result, though we desire the result. We Mm -hmm. pray for the result. But our focus is on that faithfulness. Focus is on the day in and the day out, making it more normal. So if it hasn't been our practice, then be willing to make it part of the practice right. and put right. in the effort to discuss and not to try to be a, a Bible thumping preacher when you're, you know, at the dinner table, but to have conversations. Hey, you know, did you see the news? Do you see what's going on with the latest political agenda or the latest uh, decision that's being made in our Supreme Court or whatever may be in that day? And to talk your kids through it mm-hmm. uh, and to walk them through what pleases God, what brings him glory and what doesn't. Why do we need a savior because of sin and consistently bring that to bear, whether you're in discipline moments or whether you're in the regular moments of the day, be faithful. That would be my number one encouragement to a parent. Yeah. Just, and keep asking questions. I love that. Yeah. Let your kids talk. Yeah. Now, some kids don't talk. We had one of our kids who, who would just say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And another child that talked a lot, but, but keep asking the questions, yeah. let, the, let them share their hearts. And then rather than be that preacher, Listen first mm. and then play off of what they're telling you. Right. 
And now you, and if you know the word, because you've been in the word, then you can direct them well. Right. Amen. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And I like going back to Jesse mentioning those character cards. We talked about this in a session mm -hmm. a long time ago of just having um, a mindset of, you know, every month de dealing with a different character trait. If you feel like as a parent, I don't know the gospel or I don't understand how to bring that into my everyday conversation. I'm at a park and wow, God's creation is all around me. How do I bring the gospel into this mm. right now? Like I'm lost on that. It, those character traits, those focused conversations will help you. Right, mm -hmm. use the It'll tool. It'll be a tool yeah. to bring you in. So, oh, okay, we're gonna talk about lying or we're gonna talk mm -hmm. about honesty or we're gonna talk about whatever. Then it's like, oh, that makes more sense. So it's much easier to present the gospel to be gospelizing your children if you have some prompts. Yeah. So use those. Yeah. Amen. Well, I know we could talk about this. So, I mean, this could be its own series <laughs> about how to gospel as your kids, but really, really good thoughts here. Thank you everyone for mm -hmm. contributing. Listeners, we pray this conversation has helped you to renew your minds and reform your hearts. We'll see you next time on The Thinking Tree. <laughs>